Welcome to Youthology Resources. Thank you for joining us again. Each week we do this podcast and bring to you a resource or a topic of discussion in the area of youth ministry. And this week is no different. You do not want to miss this week. We're coming off a great week last week where we dealt with the topic of the history of youth ministry from the brand new Youthology, The Study of Youth. Thank you for getting that this week. It just came live on Amazon last week. And what we're doing is we are taking apart the four sections of the book. If you if you have the book, you can follow, follow along on the back. We're dealing with the history of youth ministry. That was last week. The theology of youth ministry. That's this week. The trends in youth ministry. Next week. And then finally, in two weeks, we're going to deal with the future of youth ministry. And what does a futurist view of youth ministry look like? Okay? So, uh, again, we're not doing too much of it because we want you to buy it. Makes sense? Of course. But what we're doing is giving you an idea of what you can find here when you get this for your teams. Okay? I'll give you the, all the information at the end of this podcast. Uh, but I really want to get into it because we are making a... Uh, concerted effort in 2020 to keep these podcasts at 10 minutes, okay? I've been getting a lot of impact on that because you can get more uh, from these podcasts if you go to our manuscript because what I do is I blog this information and get into more detail uh, on the manuscript. But what we're trying to do with these YouTube vids and these iTunes podcasts um, is keeping those, and it's on social media too, IGTV and all of that, is keeping those to the 10 minutes because that's where I think we're going to get most of our viewers and uh, the punch, okay? So, hey, this week, a uh, theology of youth ministry. I'm just going to read the intro to this so you can kind of catch a, uh, a little bit of where we're going. One of the greatest responsibilities of every generation throughout human history has always been to understand the importance of shaping the young people who will form its societies. Isn't that a great thought? One of the greatest responsibilities that every society has, listen, not just youth leaders. This was specifically written for youth leaders. But one of the greatest responsibilities that society has that culture has, that a nation has, that a generation has, is forming its young people who will shape culture, who will shape the society. Because if we uh, fail to shape the young people and form um, the young people in a, in a society, then we fail to shape ultimately that culture or that society. And that's where theology comes in. And I hope that you will agree. Listen, one of the things I want to do is take you through this chapter just uh, briefly, quickly, okay? And I'm going to do that by giving you some uh, uh, three or four things here uh, real quick. I want to hit Bonhoeffer and his idea of Christ as a person and not an, not an idea, okay, that, that theology. I'm going to take you to Psalm 78, uh, which is a major part of the book. We do a whole commentary on Psalm 78. And I want to talk about how we have under-challenged students in America today in the church. And then finally, uh, take you out with some practical things, okay? 
let's talk about Bonhoeffer, right? One of my crushes uh, in theology and reading is uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, the great uh, German theologian, activist. You know, he was really uh, quite widely known as an activist, right, against the Nazi regime. But what many people do not realize is that Bonhoeffer actually was a youth pastor. That's right. He was a youth worker and uh, loved children and youth and next-gen ministry. And in the book, we tell some of his story and how that impacted him in a major way. And one of the things that he makes a statement on when it comes to next-gen and theology uh, and, and the church is that we cannot under-challenge our students. And I'm going to take that and, and kind of show you uh, in a minute in the, in the third area here. But I, I want to encourage you with this whole idea that Bonhoeffer shares on the fact that Christ is a person and not an idea. And I think what we have done too often in youth ministry is uh, introduced students to an idea, to a concept, to um, a philosophy, and we've forgotten the person of Christ to, to build presence-based youth ministries, okay? Not just information-based youth ministries, okay? That's, that's the idea. We're talking about a person-based youth ministry. So we deal with that at the beginning of that chapter. And then um, let me take you to Psalm 78. Psalm 78 is what uh, many theologians call the generations chapter. And Psalm 78, as the generations chapter, deals with this idea of handing off the faith of one generation to the next generation, okay? Uh, handing off the faith of one generation to the next generation. And uh, key there is faith, principles, precepts, commandments, word, the, the, the words, the language, the theology, the study of God, okay? And we break down this whole idea of theology in Psalm 78. And what he talks about, what the writer talks about in Psalm 78, which is actually Asaph, not David. You know that Asaph wrote some of the Psalms for, for David as his writer. And he penned Psalm 78 to encourage one generation to make sure that they're not like their fathers and they're obstinate and they forgot and they were rebellious and idolatrous, but that they would take the faith and they would share it with the next generation. And what is interesting is that theology in Psalm 78 is demonstration. <laughs> Did you hear that? Theology in Psalm 78 is a demonstration. It's powerful. Read it. Read the generations chapter. At the end of the book, the last chapter that I do is actually a commentary on Psalm 78. So I do my own uh, theological, theological uh, theology junior <laughs> uh, look at Psalm 78. And so much of it is about demonstration and acts and the supernatural signs and wonders that we should be showing. And if youth ministry is not doing that, what are we doing? Because um, we know that that goes along with that trait, that supernatural mystery trait of uh, Gen Z. So Psalm 78 is a great way for you as a youth leader to look into theology uh, and this generation.
And then the third area that we deal with in this chapter, uh, several chapters actually, in that section of the book, is this idea of under-challenging teenagers. I know we've talked about this on the podcast before, but let me take it a step further. When you look at students and how they are um, taught at the middle school level and how they're expected to be on time and they go from class to class and they have you know, a certain amount of time and the discipline within the daily schedule of school and how they have to work in teams and how young people have to study calculus and biology and history and young people have to deal with concepts at the middle school level that are very difficult for me to even understand as far as terminology. And I have a master's, master's degree, right? I teach at the university level. And yet we're raising students in the church that have no concept of theology, no concept of God, the personhood, the nature, the character of God, because we've left out the importance of theology. And so we deal with that whole under-challenging them. And that's just a, it's like our, our fear of depth in youth ministry. Like we think that if we get deep, that students aren't going to come back. So not true. So not true. I deal with that specifically in here. But anyway, the last thing I want to do is to give you five non-negotiables that every youth ministry should teach young people. Okay? They're really simple. I can do those, rat, we're almost at 10 minutes here. Uh, I can give these to you in one minute, okay? In one minute. Number one, every youth ministry should be teaching the Old Testament, 10 commandments. Every youth ministry should be teaching the New Testament commandments, which is the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Jesus' commandments. Every youth ministry should be dealing with the parables, the key parables of Christ. Storytelling, Okay? That would be number three. Uh, so the Old Testament commandments, the New Testament commandments, the Sermon on the Mount. The, uh, number three would be the uh, parables of Christ, the key parables and stories of Christ. Number four would be the, um, the, the gifts and the fruit of the Spirit. Okay, the gifts and the fruit of the Spirit. Paul dealt with those like in a major way. And then finally, uh, when you get into Revelation and really even some of Paul's teachings in First uh, Thessalonians, um, dealing with the, um, the end times philosophy, okay, the end times theology, the end times discourse or narrative in scripture. Our students must understand the apocalyptic literature about the end of times and the importance of heaven and hell, right? Wow, okay, just five things, five non-negotiables. Okay, thank you for joining us. The music is starting already, and I can feel it. Can you? I love it. Hey, you can find us on all the socials at forward slash Jeff Grinnell. You can find us at YouTube, and please go follow us there at YouTube and subscribe to us there. And you can follow us at the iTunes podcast. Um, the easiest way to do it is either to go to our socials, and look at the link tree. The link tree has a link to the book, has where you can get the book on Amazon. The link tree has all of our socials, all of the iTunes information, and it'll uh, take you right to, to uh, YouTube also, okay? And don't forget, youthology.com, Y-T-H-O-L-O-G-Y.com. It's right down there, okay? And uh, that's where you can read this manuscript, 
Uh, you can read last week's and you can read this week's on the book, okay? And don't forget to buy this. Go to Amazon, go to our link tree, and take us out with the beat. God bless you. Have a great week.